Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Can I Eat This podcast. I'm your host, Heather Horton. In this episode, we have Jill Schwartz. She's a pediatric physical therapist in the Los Angeles area, and she is type 2 diabetic. And she did something somewhat controversial. She actually decided to go vegan. And I say it's controversial because, um, well, it's just something that uh, there are doctors that don't recommend this. So uh, once again, disclaimer, I am not a, um, uh, I'm actually a physical therapist myself, but um, I am not a medical doctor or a nutritional expert or a nutritionist. So I suggest please talk with your healthcare professional. Please talk to your medical doctor um, if you have any of these issues and you're looking to possibly um, make a change. And and if you're not thrilled with what kind of goes down, seek a second and third opinion. It's always out there. I'm not saying seek opinions until you get what you want, but but seek opinions and then make an educated decision on what you want to do with your body. Um, but this conversation is fantastic. If you are diabetic, type 2 diabetic, um, check this out. Jill gives some really good tips on kind of what what she was able to do, but also she gives um, kind of her backstory of what happened with her body and how the changes that came about when she was diagnosed and and um, some pretty crazy stuff. And jeez, uh, we we talk about a pharmaceutical bill. You're just gonna it's gonna blow your mind. But um, one little sidebar on this. This episode, we had some technical difficulties, so I do apologize. There's just a, a, um, a few spots where we just kind of um, skipped around. And I, like I said, it's a few spots. It's kind of early in the middle, you know, kind of early on in the middle. So if you can hang in there, please do hang in there because I think this is a really valuable episode. It's a great conversation. Um, just hang in there. I apologize. All right. Without further ado, here is Jill Schwartz. So I'm here with Jill Schwartz, who is a physical therapist, and she's also diabetic, type 2. So we're going to talk a little bit about what you've gone through All right, with that and um, how it's affected you and how it's affected your life and your family's life, because you are married with two kids. Yes, two one, older kids. Two older kids, <laughs> yep. One's in college. One is on the... Senior in high school. The cusp of college. Yes. Okay, good. All right. So let's um, let's dive in because first, I just want to throw out some statistics that are pretty scary, I think, for people that, well, just people in general, like they don't know. So about 10 years ago, a study came out and it was basically, hey, 26% of Americans are pre-diabetic and don't even know it, which is scary if you really think about it because... Most of them, or they say, or actually, they're a lot of them are more likely to develop type two diabetes within ten years, or have a heart attack, or have a stroke. They don't even know; they have no idea. That is true. Isn't that isn't that crazy? And so, they say currently they say one in three Americans are obese, mm-hmm. and in that percentage of people with obesity, it's an astounding percentage with diabetes that just goes untreated. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Astounding. Uh, all right. So, well, and you, well, let's talk about it. When did you find out? And because now we're in 2018. And So I was diagnosed with diabetes 
with fasting blood sugars in the high 400s okay when i turned 40 okay what does that mean explain the fasting blood sugars blood sugars should be below 120 Mm -hmm. for non-diabetics fasting blood sugars for a non-diabetic should be about 80s 70s um my fasting blood sugar when i would wake up in the morning and check my blood sugar um was 486, 487. Wow. I was drinking water, like emptying a pool. Yeah. And I felt very tired, very sick, um, just trying to still work. I had a mother who was very sick at the time. Right. And two young kids, and I just did not find the time to take care of myself. So I was diagnosed with diabetes. And many years before that, I was diagnosed with something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And that oftentimes, they didn't know much about that when I was diagnosed with it. But um, it's a kind of a pre-diabetic. It could lead to a Mm pre-diabetic condition, but it was never picked up on with me. Oh, wow. So, um, So I was... I went from PCOS to insulin resistance, which is where my body, a healthy person, uses four to six units of insulin a day for energy, Mm -hmm. muscles, muscle energy. Yeah. And then when I was diagnosed with diabetes, my body was producing over 58 units a day to only use four to six units, Mm. how the body normally uses. And then um, the rest would break into fat. Jeez. So and and sugar and so it led to a significant weight gain, mm-hmm. even without eating to warrant the weight gain. Right. So basically, my body was just totally working against me, and so now because I've been with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, insulin resistance. And diabetes, my disorder is called a metabolic syndrome because I have multiple issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had many health problems as a result of being an uncontrolled diabetic. Mm. So for 10 years, I followed the doctor's recommendations with tons of medications um, and uh, high-protein, uh, low-carb diet. And I continued to gain weight. And I couldn't go through a whole work day. I'd get migraines. I would come home. Um, I'd come home. I'd take long naps. I had no energy. Um, I always felt like I had like heart palpitations. Um, I'd have problems focusing. Um, I'd have significant leg pain, like mm-hmm. joint pain throughout my body. And... Um, I went to see my doctor before I turned 50, which was last April. So April 2017, I turned 50. And um, he, I was diagnosed then with cardiac disease. Mm-hmm. And I had also, a couple of years back, went through thyroid cancer. I had a thyroid. And um, all manifestations from a diabetic, uncontrolled diabetic. And so I also gained probably about 80 pounds um, since I was diagnosed with diabetes, which was crazy. 
I'd never been a heavy person. I was waiting for a stroke. I was one foot in my grave, one foot out of my grave. Goodness. Okay. And then I had to do something about it. Oh, my God. Well, thanks for the good news, Doc. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so I asked him what I should do, and he told me I had to lose weight. And I'm like, I've been trying to lose weight. And he's like, you need to try harder. Wow. Okay, well, for everybody out there listening, we have a very vocal dog in the back. That's Jill's dog. She really wants to be on the podcast. (laughs) She really does. So does Jill's son. (laughs) Jill's son, too. Um, Oh, man. Well, that's... Okay, so you were doing what you thought you were supposed to be doing. You were doing what most people do, what doctors tell them to do, Mm -hmm. right? The high-protein, low-carb, and it just was not working. No. (laughs) What is the... What is it... That they, most of the time they tell you to, I mean, we, we all sit there and say, oh yeah, high protein, low carb, but a lot of time, anything, give me, you can eat, wandering around like, what is, I want fruit, um, because fruit was too hard, so I, I hadn't had fruit in over 10 years, um, and nothing I did, not the amount of protein you could have after every meal, as I got more and more sick, um, I would get terrible headaches, terrible stomach aches. I just would be like malaise, like exhausted, taking naps, never felt food-wise satiated. Uh, everything I was eating was plain chicken, plain fish, broccoli, you know? Yeah. Even even a salad, you go to a restaurant and there's too many carbs in like a Santa Fe salad and mm-hmm. too, you know, high in fat in the dressings. So... So anyway, it kind of spiraled out of control and um, I didn't know what to do. And I was lucky enough to meet a man uh, by the name of Cyrus Kambata, who's a PhD and um, he is a diabetic. And I found him on YouTube when I was researching insulin resistance. And at the same time I was working with um, a patient whose parents were both vegan Mm -hmm. and um, I had reached out to Cyrus and it was just going nowhere and they knew him and within 30 minutes I was on the phone with Cyrus who is a type 1 diabetic and a vegan and my world opened up at that point in time and so that's what he promotes for diabetic patients is, he does but my, no longer mind it is not your typical medical diet um and it's too high in carbs and it's not conducive to a diabetic's lifestyle okay when you say okay let's talk about that when it's too high in carbs what i mean what carbs well like a, a diabetic for me i was eating less than 20 carbs a meal okay which is nothing right you know, it's like three grapes. Right. You know, <laughs> but I'm not allowed to have fruit because it's too high in sugar. So it's like but a spoonful of grain rice, a grain, you but know. But you can have like some fruit, just not all fruit, right? Like certain fruits, okay. No, I was told as my diabetes escalated, I was told that I should cut out all fruits. Just completely. Completely cut that's out nuts. the fruits. Except for three grapes. Well, that's just an example. <laughs> but yes, three grapes. And grapes not being the preferred fruit for a diabetic. <laughs> so, 
I, I met Cyrus and he was very gracious with talking to me on the phone and I was a nervous wreck. And, but I knew that the life I, the path I was going down with the doctors and the endocrinologists, you know, I was on 95 insul- units of insulin a day. Mm-hmm. I was on about eight different oral medications a day. My pharmaceutical monthly bill was over fifteen hundred oh out of pocket. Oh my god! And out of pocket, out of pocket. Jeez. And um, sidebar on that for a second. Sidebar. That is why a lot of people don't even a lot of their diabetes is a lot of times untreated or at least maintained or managed or whatever. It's because a very they can't expensive disease. It. They can't afford it, yeah. which is ridiculous because insurance is catastrophic care basically at this point in time yeah pretty much and we could you and i could talk about a whole that's a whole other podcast just wanted to say sidebar okay go ahead sorry (laughs) i watched chris's i saw his youtube video about insulin resistance and i i kept on for a couple years i kept many years many times actually would go back to my endocrinologist how about my insulin resistance and you have I want you, because his whole insulin resistant video on YouTube, it was like, it finally made sense. And I knew right then and there that my insulin resistance was a major factor in my elevated and uncontrolled pleasures. I just, like, it's just, it just clicked and I understood it. And I asked Cyrus probably, I this is no joke, a million, a million and five questions about this. Yeah. Right? Because my medical background is not in endocrinology, so it's so hard to understand stuff. But Cyrus had a gift of, like, he just explains things so you understand it. And he did his whole dissertation on his body Mm. and being diabetic yeah and so he said okay on netflix i watched the happy thing the diabetic association (laughs) was like no comment no comment no comment oh no and it was addressing dairy and the fat and the inflammation of your body but yet dairy is the primary sponsor for the susan g croman breast foundation yeah and so you can't knock that because cancer's inflammatory right and then the whole diabetes thing with the high protein and the fat content in the animal products you know and how it's directly related the fat contact fat content in your food to how your insulin responds to that and mm-hmm. ultimately your blood sugars it it, it just all resonated of course like, we have no comment, we have no comment. Yeah. so I figured, what the health? Like, I'm jumping in mm-hmm. and I'm going to go vegan shot. because I have nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. But as a little bit of diabetic, it started mm. sugar. You know, and so I transitioned one meal at a time. And when my blood sugar stabilized, I would go two meals a day. And then when my blood sugar stabilized, I went three meals a day. And that's interesting. When did that start? That tra- transitioning from to one meal. When did that start? I started transitioning in, I think it was like April 20th of 2017. And he made me stay with a vegan breakfast, breakfast uh-huh. until it was June 1st. I added my second meal. Oh. It was very slow for me. My yeah. blood sugars were very erratic and very unstable. Yeah. 
And not only that, I was a full-fledged vegan by the end of June. Nice. And all of a sudden, I felt satiated. I felt not bloated anymore. And, like, this leg pain that would put me to sleep, like, because I couldn't do anything else. Um, After about three months of a vegan lifestyle, it was gone. Wow. I know. It was crazy. And my energy, because I'm a little bit of a spaz, (laughs) my, (laughs) my energy was totally coming back. Nice. So it was it was interesting, but I'm not a typical vegan. Like I won't eat soy products. I don't eat anything processed. Okay. Um I don't well, eat let's a talk lot about of nuts. That. Okay. okay, let's talk about that. So yeah, so the vegan you said don't eat anything processed. Do they eat a lot of processed stuff? Tofu. Vegans? Oh tofu. Tofu. That makes sense. Well that's you And know. like, you know, Different vegan restaurants, they have different processed, like, vegan-type meats, uh-huh. chicken, okay. things like that. I don't eat any of that because it's a tofu base. Yeah. So. Well, that's interesting. So, you're you're vegan, technically, but. But I'm a different, weird yeah, vegan. Yeah, you're a weird vegan. Yeah. Good, I'm going to address you that way from oh, now on. Oh, please do. You're a weird vegan. I'm also vegan. a weird, low-fat vegan. So, I eat less okay. than 30 grams of fat a day. Okay. And that fat is through avocado, nuts. Um, What nuts can you eat? I can eat any nuts. I just have to count the fat grams. Okay. So, like, I like almond butter. Mm -hmm. So, if I have that in the morning on a piece of, like, grainy toast. Yeah. That's pretty much my 30 grams of fat a day. Nice. Yeah, I like I like almonds. Those have become my go-to recently. The dry roasted almonds. So really my lovely. my go-to is I can only eat as many almonds that fit the length of my thumb, <laughs> and that's about. <laughs> okay, for those of you not seeing Jill's thumb, it's a medium-sized thumb. I it's, would say it's about four <laughs> almonds of a thumb, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. Four almonds. Yeah. It's like four peanut butter (laughs) M&Ms. It just doesn't last too long. And once again, she's saying she's satiated. Eat it like a squirrel. (laughs) Like Tom Hanks. He's like little baby corn. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that's okay. So you got, we talked about nuts. Great. Um, Well, I just want to say this. Jill made me, when I got here, she made me these black bean burgers. Yes. Which um, were really good. Right? So what's in it? So you got obviously black beans. So what's in that? Burger is black beans, sweet potato, brown rice, sautéed onions, yellow peppers, and carrots, chopped up carrots. Nice. But not sautéed in oil, because remember, I can't have oil. So I substitute every kind of sautéing with vegetable broth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, and then it has some cumin in it, a little bit of smoked paprika, and you mush it all together. With clean hands, preferably. Preferably, yeah. And then you just put them into a patty. I like it. They, it was really delicious. And just so you said, you don't go for the pre-packaged or the pre-made patties mm-hmm. because it's got a lot of them, even though it's supposed to be the healthier option, you're finding that it's got stuff in it that 
may necessarily it will spike my blood sugars and my blood sugars really can show me what i can eat and what i can't eat yeah yeah it's pretty cool and the biggest the biggest okay so having a 21 18 year old Mm -hmm. and a husband Mm -hmm. the transition is tricky but it's what I think I've learned in this transition is the crap that is put into our food. Yeah. The crap that's like literally drugs in our brain. Yeah. Um, so potato chips. Like there was something in wheat thins that I was reading about. And that's like my childhood. That's what you would go it's for. My my yeah. boyfriend, you know, the wheat yeah. thins box when I was young. <laughs> and and so <laughs> it, it was but it had this one ingredient in it, which I'm not going to be able to remember. But that ingredient is like crack on your brain. You know, it, yeah, I've learned since, well, you know, my situation, um, breaking my leg four years ago and, and um, going through all that. And they found that it was, I was pre-diabetic and also my, I have a genetic cholesterol stuff on my dad's side. I it was dangerously high. It's always been high, just not high enough for medication. It was mm-hmm. dangerously high. And... Um, I was also on an inflammatory inflammatory diet, and it was just like, oh, crap. And then you realize, like you said, out of this whole journey, what you're putting in your body. You're like, oh, my God. You yep. don't realize what's out there that's so overly processed or what chemicals are in it that they keep. The FDA might be trying to do something about it, and then all of a sudden someone ends up on FDA's payroll, and it's like, oh, oh, we've called it something else now, so we can keep putting in food and, you know. Exactly. Know I mean? Well, um, and I think that's what, like – different Netflix movies I've watched on like the veganism is very interesting and very scary because Mm. our food world is a really crazy world. Things that they let us have. And I mean, basically my rule of thumb now is if you can't pronounce it Mm -hmm. and you can't spell it, don't eat it. Yeah, because it's really going back to if you think about our our great grandparents, what they what they had available was just the basic stuff. Like it's an actual oh here's Same a potato, here's a an apple. Okay, exactly. There you go. Here's a pepper um, that I grew in my garden. You know, like yeah, because I grew up. My mom actually we had a before they built the pool in the backyard. She had a garden, and she actually did some of our baby food from vegetables from the garden which you just don't see anymore you people know. just do not do that anymore well so i i realized like when i my family was super supportive of doing the transition you know my husband and my son are meat and potato guys mm-hmm. so it was just like you know get it during lunch right and then whatever <laughs> my my son doesn't really live at home but when he's home Whatever dish I make for myself at night, and my daughter's kind of vegetarian, vegan right now, mm-hmm. but um, whatever dish I'm making for myself at night, I'll just make a protein for them as well. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of protein in it because I cook with lentils or potatoes, um, things that have really high protein sources. Nutritional yeast is a high protein source for a vegan. Um, and I cook with all of those quite a bit. And... You know, but there's a fast food vegan and then there's a vegan. And then the true hero vegans are like the raw diet vegans. Yeah, yeah. You know, extreme. I, I, I would never say to you, Heather, like, you need to become a vegan because our food sources are tainted, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I would say to all of my friends and family, like, read your ingredients because... Yeah. 
if there's a whole paragraph of ingredients and you everything begin ends in OSE, you're just eating a lot of sugar, you know, mm-hmm. or alcohol sugar or things that are just so hidden. And so that's why diabetes is on the rise. It's on the rise. I do believe and I I can't say why, but you know, working with me, like autism, food preservatives, mm-hmm. you know, external sources. Mm-hmm. It's infertility is on the rise. Oh, yeah. I We're mean, about to be in The Handmaid's Tale, and we don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible joke. <laughs> but it was funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just feel like what we're putting in our bodies, you know, diseases. It's just, I don't know, you know, I've lost over 50 pounds in a year. Nice. I haven't been able to lose weight. Probably since I gave birth to my second child, which mm-hmm. is when it all began. Dang. And um, that pounds. would be 18 years ago. High five on that. High five. Let's sound Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I don't feel like I'm trying. That's the key. And it's not like, you know, you have to go and spend a lot of money being vegan because I think that's a bad reputation we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I have... I have a company I pay for in perfect produce mm-hmm. and they send me boxes of organic fruits and vegetables that just weren't accepted into the market for a fraction of the price. Yeah. They're like ugly. They're ugly. Yeah. The ugly. Yeah. yeah. They're so to me, cool. They're very cute. I know. They look very cute. I always love the ugly things. It's like when they say this is the ugliest dog of 2017. And you're like, I'm like, oh, oh, he's really adorable. He's so His tongue hangs out all the way. <laughs> yeah. And just to the right side, to the right side. He has <laughs> two teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's awesome, and that's such a good point with the sugar because we don't we don't realize how much sugar affects us with inflammatory stuff. But also, four years ago, that was one of my biggest things. Obviously, I was pre diabetic, one tick off from being diagnosed as diabetic, and uh, the biggest thing I did was when they put me with the functional nutritionist, and I went through that three month hardcore mm-hmm. cleanse. I, that first week, I felt like I was coming off a drug. Uh-huh. Like I felt like, and I've been on, I've, after my surgery, I was on a drug, obviously, for pain. And I felt like I was hardcore detoxing off of that sugar. I felt like that, too, when I was transitioning. Jeez. I mean, people don't realize how much, if they try to cut that out, it's... Um, I actually took a couple weeks off from work when I did my transition. Yeah. Because Smart. I just was so worried about my hypoglycemic events. Yeah. yeah. And then... Yeah, and I've you know I've cut my insulin in half. I only take wow. So you've two lost oral 50 medications. Pounds. You've lost fifty pounds. You've cut your insulin in half, and you've dropped two meds. No, I've dropped six meds. I six only take meds. two. Oh my god! I know it's crazy. That's amazing. I know. And well, it's, what? So you okay? So this guy, so he's here. He, Where is he? He's actually he's in the, when I say here, you guys, Los Angeles. Yeah, he has a website called Mastering Diabetes. Okay. And every all of his teachables and everything are on there. Okay. Um, I just want to give that dude a shout out if we're like... Cyrus Kimbada, okay. Mastering Diabetes. Okay. His partner, uh, Ravi, is here in LA. Cyrus actually is a newlywed and now lives in Costa Rica for a little bit. Great. Um, he, um, But everything is over the phone. So like every Tuesday night we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's different fee scales for what you can do. I was really involved in Super Sick. 
Um, so and you, you, you knew this was life or death and you jumped right for in. For me, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then recently I started having some very high numbers in the morning and Cyrus looked over everything and reached out to one of his vegan doctors, you know, MDs, and gave me a list of um, different labs to do. And I just had that done. And sure enough, I, you know, I think with it, when you're diabetic, you always anticipate having certain issues, but mm-hmm. you want to live your life, you yeah, know, totally. you don't just want to be stuck in your home feeling like crap. Yeah. And I think, you know, being vegan has been the only thing that's really helped me. Um, and I don't, I don't miss it at all yeah. because I don't feel bad when I eat my food. Right, right. And I've taken a lot of cooking classes. Forks Over Knives had an online class that I took. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just experimenting. I think that's, a, a, um, as long as I've known you, I think that's been one thing that you've been really good at is, is, is like experimenting with different recipes. And if people don't do that and they get in that rut, you know, then it can get really difficult, I think. But you're like all the time, like, I was not expecting the black bean burger. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Right. It was delicious. <laughs> that black bean burger was adapted from a Whole Foods recipe. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you're always looking at that stuff and and working on it, which is, is what you kind of, I mean, look, I don't want to like scare people. People out there listening, I don't want to scare people and be like, oh my God, it's going to be so much work. No, it's pretty, like you said, just ingredients you can pronounce. Yeah. And uh, don't get crazy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be super crazy complicated. Yeah. And I juice a lot. Okay. And I, I drink I drink fruit. I eat fruit. See, now you're on fruit. See? I get back fruit. Oh, my God. See? And it's summertime and it's so delicious right now. What do you now. do in your fruit? What do you put in there? In my juices? Uh-huh. So, again, it's been trial and error with my blood sugars. Um, my favorite juice is a green juice. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... Two stalks of celery, like, <laughs> I mean, two bunches of celery, not just a stalk. Right. Um, I like ginger okay. and mint. Okay. And I put in a couple lemons. Fabulous. And a green apple, and I juice it. The green apple gives it that nice little A little tart, flavor. sweet yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I, after I juice it, I put a little bit of cold water into it, so it's not just a pure, like... Pure chunk of stuff. Pure. Chunky, chunky chunks. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and it's delicious. And um, my daughter likes to make a lot of smoothies, so I get the frozen fruit from Trader Joe's. Uh By the way, it's so easy to be vegan if you're around a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is so easy. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. Except for their parking lots. I wish they would really get a handle on the parking lots. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. And just know you never have the right of way. (laughs) my God. Crazy. Like old older bananas, I'll freeze them and then she'll take the green juice base mm-hmm. and blend frozen bananas in it and make it into a smoothie oh, or blueberries nice. or pineapple. So she's gotten creative too. Yeah, and she's and an she athlete, seeds. so she's she, she has is an to, athlete. She's got to stay uh, on top of it. And chia seeds are great to add into your chia drink. Chia seeds are fantastic. We make a chia pudding that's um, six tablespoons of chia seeds. Okay. Two cups of an almond or almond cashew milk. Okay. And a little bit of honey. No, not honey. Because honey, if you're really vegan, isn't vegan because it's from a bee. Um, <laughs> so maple syrup and vanilla. This is not from a bee. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> it's 
from a plane. It's from a flag from Canada. That was a vegan slip. Um, no, I'm not a perfect vegan. Um, and you just mix it all together, and then you put it in your little, like, serving jars. Yeah. And you just put it in your refrigerator, and then you have, like, pudding. Nice. I put chi- vegan. I, I love it. I put chia seeds in my yogurt in the morning. I do my Greek yogurt. In the morning with my cheese. That's seeds. not vegan. No, it's not vegan. No, but it's I never, good. I never professed that I was vegan, but I'm. <laughs> I, I do eat meat, but very rare now. I very rarely. How do you feel eat when you eat meat when you're not eating it all the time? Well, I know that. Um, I know. Well, it makes me feel extremely. Obviously, I know now from what I've learned over the past few years is that it does. It's slowly. It's slower in your gut than your other stuff, than the plant-based and everything else. So I do know that, like, after I eat um, a meat meal, if you will, that it is going to sit more. And it doesn't feel great all the time. It kind of feels like it's like... It feels like it's just moving slowly through the intestines. You're like, get out there, come on. And for me, that's another thing I've been dealing with over the last four years. I'm just going to get real personal on this podcast. Um, Go. Having things moving. Having things moving through there. You don't have to worry about that when you're vegan. Here's the thing. I really hate people that doesn't matter what they eat, they can eat the wallpaper off the wall and they'll go at the same time every day and that drives me insane. That's that's boyfriend Jeff. Anyway, um me, not so much. I have to really stay kind of on top of things and so then I'm good to go. The joke in the in with some of my friends that are vegan are are you a four time vegan, six time vegan, <laughs> five time vegan? And that <laughs> number indicates how many times we Oh my god. Okay. Go to the bathroom. Good to know. Now I'm going to have the inside scoop if I hear yeah. vegans, a little little bunch of vegans over in the corner talking. Yeah. How many How many times? Are you get? a four-time? I know what that means. <laughs> I'm not sure every vegan does it, but my friends and I, we like, <laughs> we're competitive that way. Oh, my God. Well, my, um, I'm going to throw out my little green juice recipe since we're Please tossing. Do. Okay, so I do spinach. I do dandelion greens. I do ginger. Love I it. Do. I, I do. Now I've added turmeric in there. I love turmeric. And I put a little, um, what else I got in there? Oh, one uh, uh, apple, two apples. And, but this is like, this is for like a two day. Right, batch, right, right. Because right? um, I have to prep the week. You know what I mean? Me too. So I have to, yeah. So my, so really for one day, it's one apple. Um, what else I put in there? There's something else I can't remember. Anyway, that's my little green stuff, and it I does like it. get does get chunky, so I like to put a little extra water in there. Uh, put some chia seeds in there. Put some chia seeds. Then you kind of chew your juice, and then I can <laughs> chew my juice. The other thing that's really good are the hemp heart seeds. What is that? Uh, hemp seed. Oh, like, hemp seed. You yeah, know, okay. but you get the hemp hearts at Trader Joe's in the bag. What does tra- what what do they not have at Trader Joe's? I feel like they have everything. They have everything. They have in small in, amounts. In small amounts, and you know the other thing is like, there's a whole I I don't know what website I was on. I think it was um. Oh crap! Here comes my fifty year old plus brain. Hold on, <laughs> uh, Mister and Mrs. Vegan. That was my patient's parents, and hmm. they had a ton of videos and a website that has like a vegan Trader Joe list. Oh, nice. Um, and what to get, like when you go to Chipotle, like yeah. we go to Chipotle all the time. Yeah. And it's so what simple. You can have there. Yeah. The yeah. black beans are vegan. Nice. And it's so delicious. 
And it's just like lettuce, black beans. I don't do the vegetables because they're too right. oily. Ooh, quick question. Yeah. Corn. Tell me about corn. Well, it's pretty when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know about corn? How does corn fit into a diabetic diet? I love that's a, corn. That's a tricky thing, isn't it? I did not have a problem with corn. As a diabetic, when I introduced like corn or quinoa or different beans or different grains after two hours of eating it, I would test my blood sugars. Okay. That's how I knew my body would not do well with tofu. Okay. However, I could eat edamame, interestingly enough. Oh, I love edamame. I do too. All right. Well, listen, thank you for sitting down with me. You're welcome, Heather. Anything for you. Feeding me the black bean burger. I'm going to give you some to take home to Jeff. Oh, my God. He will. Well, let's, I don't know if he'll eat it, but that's okay. I'll eat, I'll I'll eat what he doesn't him. eat. Uh, he's he's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. He likes his salmon, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a he's pretty good little salmon cook. Well, he does it for me. He cooks my salmon. Yeah. I, cook, I cook my salmon, but he's, you know, when a lot of people come over, he cooks my salmon. Well, that's um, nice because my husband doesn't cook any. He doesn't do me. anything. <laughs> he will go to Chipotle, though. <laughs> The he other thing is a vegan, you know what you can eat really easily? What's that? Go to any pizza place. Oh. Just no cheese. No cheese. There you go. Every a, veggie in the world, light sauce, no cheese. What's that? What is that called? It's called something when there's no cheese on the, it's like naked vegan. pizza or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. The oh, naked well, vegan. Well, I tell you, one thing I learned for sure after this whole thing with me is like pineapple is super high in sugar. It's one of the yeah. highest sugar fruits out there. And I love pineapple. So that's one of the biggest, my biggest changes over the last four years is like, putting down the pineapple and walking away. <laughs> Just waving goodbye. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, pineapple. Kissing goodbye. I'm so sorry. All right. Well, look, I appreciate you. Thank you for sitting with me and talking about your type 2 diabetes and how it's affected your kids and your dog that was barking us through the door Damn and dog. your husband and how you Damn guys husband. have. <laughs> <laughs> and is I And once again, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you've had like an amazing transformation in the last year. It's work in like, progress. Yeah. Always a work in progress. So still working. All right. Well. Thanks, Heather. Uh, thank you. And uh, Come eat vegan with me anytime. We're going to do it. 